What's up, YBO fam? Welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening today, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to start low, but I'm going to try to end high, okay, y'all? In the words of our Auntie Michelle Obama, I will rise and I will end high, I promise, okay? Let's get into it. All right, everybody, let's take a collective sigh. Okay, I had to let that out, and let me get a little sip of this cab. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to call this section Complaint Corner. I don't know what y'all want to call it, but I just got to get some shit off my chest. And that's why I say I'm going to start low, because nobody wants to hear me complain the whole time, but I promise you, we will end high, Okay. So, boom. First of all, niggas is weird. <laughs> niggas is mad goofy. And the reason I say that, if you're if you're new to the podcast, niggas is just a collective term that I use. Niggas by people. People are just mad weird these days. And let me tell you why. First of all, I got into a conversation with somebody today about my hair. You know, a white male. Okay. Appreciate you for, you know taking interest in my hair. That's what's up. I don't know if I should be flattered or slightly disrespected though, because then it turned into like, let me show you my whole Pinterest board of natural hair. Why does a white man have a Pinterest board of natural hair? Is this a fetish or do you really appreciate natural hair? So that was mad weird. I had to kind of just do the fake laugh and smile, but I was really, and then this, this man said, you know, when I see beautiful natural hair, I just want to touch it. I just, you know, when people be doing the hands, like, touch it. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> but he was like, no, I, I respect that. Like, I, I don't just touch it. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I just noticed that people are just mad weird recently. And I don't know if it's because we're post-pandemic. I don't know if it's because... I really think that's what it is. And that's really where I kind of wanted to start this episode. It's just like... Niggas are mad weird. Life is mad weird. And I think it's really because we're three minute, three years, sorry, three years post pandemic and nobody's really acknowledged it. Or, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, you know, pandemic's over. Like, but I don't really think anybody has addressed like the emotional and mental aspects of it all. And I think that we're really going to be dealing with that for a very long time. Because it's like, okay, so cat's out of the bag. This interaction was in the office. So that's why I'm just like, why is this happening in the office? Like, why do you feel comfortable enough to show me your natural hair Pinterest? And I really just think it's like all bets are off. All boundaries are off. I heard a man today, like, taking a loud-ass phone call in the office. And I'm just like, a little ticked off. Because I'm just like, do you not realize we're all in the office? We all hear you. Little things like that. And don't even get me started on the people who are just mad weird and whenever I talk to you, it looks like you're looking right through me. That shit really pisses me off. I don't know if you're just unengaged or you just blatantly don't respect me, but I'm really fucking tired of it. So little interactions like that. And I know some people from the, from the job listen to my podcast. Oh, well, this is what you signed up for. Young, black and opinionated. Um, so I hope you hear me loud and clear. Niggas is weird. (laughs) Not everybody. Everybody hasn't been weird. But some people out out in, in these streets, I'm just like, I understand 
we're getting over a pandemic, but like people are just acting very weird, very rude, and I'm really over it. So that's my little complaint corner. Um, and then while I'm on that tip, um, the pandemic and all this inflation, y'all hear me talk about inflation every week, but now it's really hitting different because I am trying to be a homeowner in 2023 and I'm looking at the market, y'all. And I'm either going to live in a shack or I need to age by 30 years because why does the 55 plus community get all the good housing? I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm on Zillow or whatever. I'm like, ooh, this townhouse looks nice. 55 plus community. Okay, well, guess what? I'm about to go undercover like Mrs. Doubtfire and, and make myself 55 years old because I don't understand why they're getting all the housing. So the, the market is just terrible right now, but pray for me, y'all, because I am looking for a house. And then on top of that, I would just like to say that I co-sign a, a couple months ago. I saw a tweet that said like Zillow needs a comment section. And I co-signed that because y'all are really, again, back to my first point of niggas are acting weird because why are people charging $300,000 for these little shady ass houses? So I need Zillow to put out a comment section, just like any other social media. I need people to put comments and really harass these homeowners because <laughs> it don't make no sense. So, yeah, that's really my complaint corner, which leads me into my main topic today. My main topic is just about how I personally have been feeling very unbalanced. I feel like I'm floating through life. Um, I'm happy, but I'm, I feel like I'm not genuinely happy. Like, I feel like I'm just floating through life. I feel like I got the good job, got the good man, but I don't know, there's just something, something missing, something hanging over my head. Like, I don't know what it is. And so what really made me want to talk about this on the podcast, because, you know, I don't like to dump on y'all. I don't want this to be a whole venting episode. But really what made me start thinking about this is I started watching that show Unprisoned on Hulu. This came out on March 10th. All the episodes are available, so y'all can binge it if you want. I still have a few episodes to go at this moment, but I already binged like six episodes because it was really good. This show is basically, the synopsis is like Carrie Washington's dad, Delroy Lindo, which, chef's kiss, he just plays like the best dad. Just best older black male, like he's awesome. And Carrie Washington too, she always plays like the anxious weirdo perfectly. <laughs> So I started watching this show Unprisoned and the synopsis is that Delroy Lindo, Carrie Washington's father, in and out of her life, in prison most of her life, um, and then he gets out of prison and now he moves in with her and it's like her life actually gets better. You think that your dad who's been in and out of prison comes into your life, your life would be shitty. But in fact, he changed her life for the better on this show. So definitely check it out. This is another Onyx Collective. Um, I put another Onyx Collective joint, like Spike Lee joint. But <laughs> Onyx Collective has really been doing their thing, especially with the Hulu partnerships. I told y'all about Reasonable Doubt. I love that show. This show in particular is written by Tracy, Tracy McMillan, created by Tracy McMillan, a little bit based off her life. And Carrie Washington plays a therapist who clearly needs a therapist. And I think we forget that. I think we forget that therapists have to listen to other people's problems all day long. So like they're still human and they have shit going on in their lives too. But it's great because she's like trying to solve other people's problems when she clearly has problems staring her in the face. And I feel like that definitely hit home. Like that's definitely me. I'm always giving advice that I need to take for myself. <laughs> and so um, 
I'll just I'll just tell you a little bit about the show. What I like about the show is that she is like giving her a little like therapist spiel on some breakaway parts of the episode. But then on other parts of the episode, you have a younger version of her like fill, filling in during a cutaway and telling you like, oh, here's what's going on right now in my life. But the younger version of her. And I feel like it all starts from childhood, right? She actually said that on the show, she said that how you got parented is how you get partnered. They're only one letter off, parented and partnered. And so she clearly had, you know, issues with men in her life, uh, her father being in and out of jail. And so for her to now be, you know, a woman dating, her own dad had to tell her, like, you're the side bitch. And she was like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, yes, you are. So little things like that, this show really just makes you put your therapist cap on and really makes you think inwardly. And that's why I started to be like, damn, I am just floating through my life. And one thing I I I've talked about this to some of my close friends and family like yeah I'm happy but like I could be happier and at first I was like damn am I depressed I don't think I'm depressed I really do number one blame the pandemic I feel like a lot of people are just struggling after the pandemic and that leads me to my second uh sort of put y'all on for this episode which is the light we carry Michelle Obama's second book I am a little bit late. I'm like four months late, but that's okay. <laughs> I just started, not going to say reading, but listening to Michelle Obama's second book, The Light We Carry. I'm listening to the audiobook, And what she talked about really hit close to home. And she was basically talking about how like, we're not okay after the pandemic. And you might notice your own light has just been like waning during the pandemic. And I'm like, wow, that's the best way to put it. For myself, everybody sees me as this bright light. Oh my God, Christina, you're so amazing. But I just feel like my light has been dim lately. I just been like, ugh, just skating through life. Just, I told my friend today, every week I'm just trying to make it to Friday. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it to Friday. And that's no way to live. I don't want to live like that. And so going back to the show Unprisoned and the whole like therapy aspect of it, um, her father says something that really hit close to home. He said, this isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And I feel like the last couple months, really the past year, I've just been like, oh, like, why can't I just get to that level? Why can't I, why can't I just be happy? Why can't I just get to that level? And it's like, when, I think Michelle Obama said this in her book, when are you going to stop asking, when will this end? When, 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 when is this going to be over? When will this end? And I feel like I've been saying that for the past year. Like, ugh, when is this phase of my life going to be over? I can't wait to get to, can't wait to get to blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to get to this. But it's like, no matter how many milestones you put in front of yourself, you reach that milestone. Okay, now the flag is moved. Now the flag is moved again. And that's the whole point of like growing and changing and adulting, which adulting is just adulting. But I guess that's the whole point of it. Like, Yes, you're not supposed to stay stagnant. Change is uncomfortable. The goalpost does keep moving. But in my mind, I'm just bitter because I'm just like, why? Like, I got the job. I got the man. Like, why? Why? Why can't I just enjoy life for a little bit? But I'm, I, I think that the, the number one thing that's keeping me from being so, so happy is my own anxiety. And that's really what Michelle Obama talked about in her book. She talked about how... Um, you know, we're all feeling a little bit off balanced. We're all feeling deeply anxious about the future 
Because our lives were literally flipped upside down, and then we were just asked to go back to normal. And I don't like that shit. I'm sorry, but is nobody else going through what I'm going through? And the answer is no. That's false. Everybody is going through the same thing that I'm going through, but everybody's kind of just acting like it's fine, and it's not fine. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. If you feel like you've just been skating by the last three years, welcome to the club. Even Michelle Obama apparently feels like this. And that was just really mind-boggling to me because she talked about how before she put out her first book, Becoming, and she went on this book tour, she said she laid up at night and she asked, am I good enough? And I'm like, Michelle Obama? Michelle Obama, who went to Harvard, is asking her... Wait, did she go to Harvard? I think she went to Harvard. (laughs) Or maybe I'm mixing her up with Katanji. Whatever. The point is, Michelle Obama, a very successful black woman who has literally been the first lady of the United States, is still laying awake at night asking herself, am I good enough? And that, to me, number one, it made me feel seen. It let me know that I'm not alone. But number two, I was just like, this really is all in our heads. Because there's so many people... And Michelle Obama says in her book, she was like, couldn't sleep that night before the book tour, went to Obama, and and Barack Obama was like, babe, you're doing fine. You put out a great book. Everybody loves it. So all of this stuff is really in our heads. And I'm really just waiting for that moment where I just get out of my own head. But nobody's going to do it for me. Nobody's going to come and save me. We have to save ourselves. And what I loved about the Unprisoned show is... Her dad said, you want to be right or you want to be free? Woo, child, that hit me. That really hit me. Because the word that's been flashing in neon lights for me lately is freedom. I just want to be free. I want to be free from anxiety. I want to be free from doubt. I want to be free from fear. And he was just like, do you want to be right or you want to be free? Because I think sometimes we're so focused on, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm I'm right and you're wrong. I don't care about that stuff anymore. I just want to be free. And so... He said on the show, you know, sometimes you feel like you're standing in the imbalance of it all between the known and the unknown. And I feel like that's really where I'm at in my life. I told my boyfriend, like, I thought I had my quarter life crisis when I was 25, 27, going on 28, these late 20s, baby. I do not know what's going on. I do not. This is why I said I'm just trying to make it to Friday because I don't know what's going on half the time. I just told you I'm trying to pursue home ownership. There's no manual for this shit. Nobody ever tells you, especially as a young black woman, they don't want me to get a house. They don't want me to succeed. So all these things rushing through my mind, the market go up and down. It's a whole just cloud of anxiety. And I really do feel like I'm standing in the balance of the known and the unknown. And so what they said on this show was, we don't have to stay there. You might feel like you're in the imbalance, but guess what? You don't have to stay there. It's called agency. And I really just want to start taking agency of my own life. I, Like I said, nobody's going to do it for me. I have to take the reins and, and, and really be intentional about how I'm living my life. Because I just can't let emotions dictate the course of my life anymore. I just can't. I, I see the path I'm going down. And I don't like it. And that's one thing that I'm very good at, self-awareness. If you're not self-aware, you need to start there, honey. Because nobody has to tell me about myself. Fortunately, I know enough about myself. I know I talk over people. I know that, (laughs) you know, little things like that. I know that I can improve on. So I am self-aware, but that's only the first step to success. We really have to take the reins and take agency of our own lives. And going back to Michelle Obama's book, 
She said anxiety is a natural part of doing something new and something big. Listen, my mother just moved to North Carolina, so that means my support system, my best friend, we're no longer in the same state. We're no longer five minutes away from each other. Um, so that's a big change for me. As I said, new corporate job, still getting my footing, um, and that is just a change in itself. And at first, I, I think I remember I told you guys a few episodes ago when I first started the job, like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? I can't get the hang of this. And I had a meeting with my supervisor. She was like, no, that's normal. When you start a new job, like, you have to get acquainted to the company. And, again, that's me being too hard on myself, right? I'm being hard on myself, like, why am I not getting this right? Why am I not getting it on the first try? Not realizing, hey, everybody has to go through this step. And I can be honest with myself. I try to rush through the process. I definitely try to rush through the process. And that leads me to another book recommendation, Bet on Black by Ebony K. Williams. Y'all need to listen to this book. This book overall talks about, you know, black excellence and how we have to work twice as hard for half as little, etc. cetera. Uh, but what really stood, stood out to me was just how um, she talked about how she really had to trust the process. Even people like Ebony K. Williams, lawyer turned, journalist turned, um, you know, TV personality, even she has had her low moments where she didn't know if she could pay her rent in New York. Those are the things that we just don't see. We see the end result and you don't know what somebody's testimony is and what they had to go through, but she had a process. And for me, I am learning to be more patient with the process. I hate it, y'all. I hate it. I hate going through this. Sometimes I wish I could just fast forward 20 years to when I'm happy and comfortable. But who's to say if I fast forward 20 years, I'll be happy and comfortable. I don't know how long my process is going to take. And that's really, really what perturbs me. <laughs> that's really what gives me the anxiety. Um, but trusting that process, I know it's easier said than done, but she really uh, spoke a lot about that in Bet on Black. So definitely check out that book. I, again, did not read it, but I did listen to the audiobook and I really enjoyed it. She talked about, um, you know, just the good news about being black. She was optimistic. In that book, she was very optimistic. Y'all know sometimes it's hard for me to find the bright light in being black in America, but there are so many good things going on for us. And again, it goes back to agency. We have the opportunities, but it's up to us to take advantage of it. And that brings me back to Michelle Obama's book because I haven't finished the book, obviously, but she says that the book dives into tools that we can use to combat this anxiety and I'm the main person on the podcast who's always said y'all need to go to therapy have y'all been to therapy yet y'all need to go to therapy transparency moment I haven't been to my therapist in months and it's about time I'm due for a therapist appointment because as you can hear I have a lot to get off my chest right but the thing that I've learned in therapy is I have the tools I know the tools I journal I meditate xyz but I don't do it enough. I don't do it consistently. I haven't made it a daily part of my routine. And so whenever I get anxious, all bets are off. All the tools I learned from therapy just go out the window. And that's not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> We're supposed to rely on those tools. And um, Michelle Obama said, like, we all need to find something to lean on to find our footing. In this season of uncertainty, 
We thought it was only going to be one year. We thought it was going to be 2020. Then that shit bled into 2021, 2022. Now it's 2023. And I'm saying today, I'm still not okay. And Michelle Obama is saying, it's okay not to be okay. And we can find something to lean on. Something or someone, some groups. Because I've also been realizing, all I do is stay in the house and go out with my select group of friends. I need to find more people to fellowship with. I need to find more groups. I need to find more causes that are bigger than myself. Nothing makes me more happy than when I'm giving back. Recently, I just got to read to a bunch of kids for uh, Read Across America Day. And just that was the highlight of my day. Even all the bullshit I had to deal with that day, reading to those kids lit a spark in me. So little things like that, we really have to find those tools to help battle uncertainty. Because Michelle Obama said... Overcoming, you know, we're, we're seen as like overcomers, like especially black women. Like, oh my God, that job is kicking my ass, but I did that shit. Like, yes, I'm a boss babe. First of all, I don't use the term boss babe. I feel like that's a toxic trait, like boss babe. No, I, I don't like that jargon. Um, That's that, that girl boss jargon. I don't like that jargon. I don't want to be an overcomer. I'm tired. I'm, aren't y'all tired of overcoming? <laughs> And Michelle Obama said that she was like, overcoming is so draining. Um, but she said that it's because we are trying to find our power in different institutions and organizations. I just said, I thought once I got the six-figure job, my life would be complete. Now I'm realizing that ain't it. That's not what's going to really make me happy. What's really going to make me happy in my life? And I'm still figuring that out. She said to be patient with yourself, young people specifically. Michelle Obama did say, be patient, young people, because this is just the beginning of a long journey. And when I think about that, again, me kind of complaining slash venting, why? Why the journey gotta be so long? Why the journey gotta be so hard? <laughs> I told my boyfriend, like, we're children of God. Like, why does the life come easier for us? <laughs> because I just don't understand why people like me who are doing good work, putting in the work, life is still lifing. Like, we just can't catch a break. And so she said to really put into context that this is a long journey. And I know I haven't listened to anything but hip-hop in the last, like, year, but I actually played Megan Trainer's latest album, and she had a song on there called uh, something while you're young or something like that. And the lyrics were like, don't worry your life away while you're young. And that really hit home for me. Megan Trainer, she be knowing what the fuck she doing. Y'all listen to her album. Cause I like the little doo-wop pop music, but she said, don't worry your life away. And that hit close to home because I told my friend recently straight up, like, dang, we pushed a 30 sis. And I feel like all I did was cry and be anxious all my twenties. And I feel really bad that I spent so much time crying and being anxious because I am, I'm literally never going to get these years back. I'm never going to get these years back. That's the thing about time. It keeps moving forward. It don't go back. And I don't want to look back at my life and be like, wow, I spent my twenties just crying over stupid shit. So I really am just trying to be more present, be patient with the process, adapt a little bit. Uh, but most importantly, Michelle Obama talked about owning, protecting, and strengthening our light. Because we all do have that light inside of us. You might not think it. Some people, she says, some people, when they come into the room, they're like a bright light. 
Some people, it's more of a little flicker. Some people, it's more of a little flame. For me, I think I am one of those people like, oh, Christina's here, like, uh, oh, life of the party, whatever, whatever. But behind closed doors, I'm just sad. <laughs> Not sad. I'm just, I'm sad with the way the world is going. Every day I pray for our world because it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, and every day I'm just hoping for things to turn around. But to my point earlier, it's not going to turn around. It's going to keep moving forward. And I have to keep moving forward. And I have to learn how to adapt. I have to learn how to tap those tools. Or else it's either sink or swim right now, folks. It really is. I feel like a lot of people are going through the same thing. These life changes, COVID, you don't know what's up or down. And it's really sink or swim at this moment. And so going back to what the dude said on that show, uh, Unprisoned, he said, it's called agency. And it's up to us to, to take control of that. And especially, as I said, pushing 30, I'll be 28 in less than a month. And I'm feeling like it's very uncomfortable when you realize that your friendships are changing, your relationships are changing. What I wanted just five years ago isn't the same as what I want right now. So I'm trying to set boundaries. And as Michelle Obama said, protect my light. Because people really, going back to my first point, niggas is really goofy. Niggas will really hate on you when you really didn't do nothing. And I was listening to a sermon recently about how, yeah, there are going to be haters. But all I could do is just kill them with kindness for real. Like, I'm just trying to keep a smile out here. But as you can hear, this is somebody who's just really over the bullshit. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct in certain spaces before I just black off, before I black out at somebody, before somebody shows me another Pinterest account of natural hair. Like, you don't need to show me a Pinterest of natural hair because I have a Pinterest of natural hair. <laughs> just, just protecting my peace and not entertaining certain conversations, certain situations. So I hope this message is ending on a high note. Because as I said, I have a lot of complaints. I have a lot to vent, a lot to get off my chest. But at the end of the day, my old mama tell me, like, what you gonna do about it? Like, you gonna say you're complaining or you gonna do something about it? And this is me saying, holding myself accountable. Yes, the first step is self-awareness. But now, okay, sis, time to time to book a therapist appointment because you it's been a minute and you clearly, <laughs> you're clear. I'm getting my therapy from TV shows at this point. And honestly... Some of y'all should probably watch this show because I know your ass ain't going to go to therapy. So you might as well just watch the show and get what you can out of it. Because <laughs> she talked about, um, Carrie Washington was talking about repetition, compulsion. She was pulling out all the little therapy, you know, jargon and shit. And I know that some of y'all probably will not ever see a therapist. So get it where you can. Listen to audiobooks. Listen to podcasts. Listen to people who have been where you are. Michelle Obama... 58 years old, she done seen some things. She done, her own family has been affected by MS, multiple sclerosis. Her father had multiple sclerosis. And what's important about that is, in the introduction of the book, she talked about how whenever the family was going out places, restaurants, what have you, they had to count how many steps is it going to take for dad to get from the parking lot to the, to the building. Or are they going to have enough benches in the park for dad to sit down because he can't walk too far? So as somebody who dealt with 
a family member having MS, she talked about how they always had to think of the steps. They always had to survey the room. And so she said now she's taking that approach and applying it to her life. She's just counting the steps. She's taking it a step. And I think that's really what it boils down to. Being more present, taking it a bite at a time. Take your life a bite at a time, a step at a time. Because I, I don't know what could happen. That job that you hate, the company could close down tomorrow. Y'all, I saw my LinkedIn today. Some lady that I used to work with, she got laid off during maternity leave. I, I'm sitting over here complaining and people get laid off during maternity leave. So I need to count my blessings. But at the same time, no. I, I don't like when people are like, oh, well, it could be much worse. It, it could be worse. Yes, it could be worse, but don't take away from the experience that I'm having. And so, as I just said, you might have the car, the job, the house, the relationship, everything you could have ever asked for, but it's okay to still feel like there's something missing. It's okay to still feel sad. It's okay to not be okay. And I'm praying for that woman because I don't know what I would do if I literally just had a baby and then got laid off at the same time. So situations like that going on, I'm grateful to be where I am, but I know that I can be so much better. So that's just what I want to get off my chest today, y'all. I just wanted to encourage y'all and recommend a few things. I wanted to recommend Unprisoned on Hulu. I wanted to recommend Bet on Black by Ebony K. Williams. And I wanted to recommend The Light We Carry by Michelle Obama, which has also been turned into a podcast called The Light. And on that, it's kind of like audio snippets from her book tour. She talks with Hoda. She talks with Tyler Perry. Um, so a bunch of different different celebrities and different perspectives. All about this idea about owning our light and protecting what we got left, y'all. Because whew, my light is like that little oil lamp in the Bible, y'all. I only got so much little oil left. <laughs> Only so much oil left. But guess what? That story in the Bible taught us that that little oil can go a long way. So keep on burning. Keep on burning that oil. Um, but you know me. I'm always pre preach self-care. So that's why I'm sipping on this cab. Because, well, is wine really self-care? That's my self-care. That's part of my self-care. <laughs> a hot shower and a glass of wine is nothing that it can't fix, Okay. All right, y'all, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to put y'all on to what I've been listening to, what I've been watching. I know I kind of just recommended Unprisoned on Hulu, but you know I stay with the content. Even though I've been off social media, sorry I haven't given y'all the pop culture update, but I don't even know what's going on in the world today. I heard Bia and Cardi B may have had some beef, so I had to Google it. <laughs> I literally had to Google Cardi B, Bia beef. Just to find out, it really is no beef. So again, this is why I don't be on social media. Because y'all be hyping shit up when it's really nothing there. So I found that out from a Google search. Didn't need social media for that. But um, yeah, I'll be back on social media soon. You know, this is a sort of Lent devotional for me. Um, and it's really made me realize I don't need social media that bad. I was at the flower show recently. I was like, oh my gosh, this will be beautiful for my story. Why? Enjoy the flowers. Take some pictures. Live in the moment. So yeah. Anywho, I'm putting y'all on to some music I've been listening to because even though I'm not on social media, I still stay close to the content. One album is Hell of a Year, Volume 6, Oh, This Is Fun by Heese, H-E-I-S, Philly rapper. Um, I highly recommend the second track, Jet Lee. 
Kick It. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. Kick It, Kick It, Kick It Like I'm Jet Lee. Okay, so yes, definitely check out that album, um, Hell of a Year, Volume 6 by Heis, H-E-I-S. And also, I've been listening to Masego's self-titled album, Masego. Um, I feel like y'all asked for it, and here it is, and I haven't heard a lot about it. I say y'all asked for it because everybody's always talking about Masego's so underrated, everybody's biting off him in the industry. I believe that whole uh, Fetty Wap song, Yams, recently, I think that song was like kind of snatched from Masego or something like that. So whatever, all that is in the past, and his self-titled album is here. Very much R&B, soul, if you're into that. I love it. Um, I know that I just was kind of sad earlier in the episode. So um, one of my favorite songs on his album is called Down in the Dumps. I promise it's not as sad as it sounds. So check out the album. I really enjoyed those two albums right now. And also, I've been in the movies. I've been kicking back in the reclining chair, looking up at the big screen, enjoying the movies. You know, I stream a lot at home, but nothing like going to the movies and enjoying a large butter popcorn. So I recently saw Creed 3. I, I think that Creed 3 was really good, but I feel like out of the franchise, the second one is probably still the best in my opinion. But Creed 3 was definitely good. Um, Rocky wasn't really featured in this one at all. You can kind of see they're probably getting away from the whole Rocky relationship. But um, in the third movie... I feel like this is really the year of Jonathan Major. He is really doing his thing. He's had Ant-Man. He's had Creed 3. And I believe he broke some kind of record where he had like two box office movies at the same time. I think only Leonardo DiCaprio and Denzel Washington have done this before. So this is really the year of Jonathan Majors. And I'm just excited to see, you know... I'm, start, I'm starting to see some of the familiar faces, right? I'm watching this black show over here. I'm like, oh, I know that actor. I see this movie over here. I'm like, oh, they're in this movie too. So I'm getting excited for this new black talent that's coming up. And Jonathan Majors is definitely in the chat. He's definitely part of the conversation. Um, particularly, I really enjoyed his L.A. accent in Creed 3. Um, we've seen him just play so many different characters from Lovecraft Country to Devotion. So hearing this he really got into character. He really sounded like an LA nigga. So it was great to hear, great to see, and I can't wait to see more from him. And this was Michael uh, B. Jordan's directorial debut, so I think he did a great job. Um, another movie I saw in theaters recently was Scream 6. Can't believe they dragged this out to six movies, but if they can drag Halloween out to 13, 15 movies, then Scream, I have no problem with that because it's another one of my favorite slashers. Um, it really just, it's kind of meta because it's like a movie talking about horror movies, but they hit the nail right on the head. Every trope, every horror movie rule that you can think of, they, they've done it all. And so I really enjoy watching this to see kind of see the evolution. Like, okay, we've had the boyfriend as the killer. We've had the boyfriend and the friend as the killer. Like, who's going to be next? So this one was really different. They kind of spun it on its head a little bit. I will say the last fight scene was a little annoying. Like, you know in a movie when you're like, why didn't they just shoot them? Like, why why are they standing there? <laughs> it was kind of like that towards the end. But the rest of the movie, I really enjoyed the suspense and the buildup. And the actors, Jenna Ortega, another person to watch. She's doing amazing things. I still never watched Wednesday. I know that's on my list of things to do. But um, Jenna Ortega, she's just doing great, working her way up. So um, it's really incredible to see. And finally, I know the Oscars just passed, 
Um, I did not watch. I'm sure there were many jokes about the slap from last year, but I did see that everything everywhere really won big. And I think that's a great win for just A24, first of all, because they make all these amazing indie films and everybody loves them, but also the Asian American community. I think this is a really big win for everybody. So definitely still tapped into movies and music, even though I'm not on social media, you know, I got to stay connected with the content. So I wanted to put y'all on to some movies and music. That's it. All right, y'all, that concludes another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening today. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Follow me, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And I'll be back soon with another episode. Bye.